approach that the adult American Negro female emerges as a formidable character is often met with amazement, distaste, and even belligerence. Maya Angelou. Tori DiMartil is a spoken word poet and a graduate student at Indiana University. She has performed at the Bloomington Poetry Slam, runs an Instagram page where she educates others about race, identity, and adoption, and is a hoarder of poetry anthologies, old postcards, and corny jokes. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Storcy. Tori, what poems have you brought for us today? Mythology of Mantidea, 1. Two weeks into our new house, and a praying mantis had the nerve to perch herself over our sink, stare with electric eyes upon our hand-me-down placemats, and almost into our mouth pizza slices, that we stopped mid-air. Cause who ever saw a praying mantis so majestically green in their kitchen at 10 p.m., looking like the queen of the insect Amazon? She tilted her head, a mechanic choreography, pointed limbs slicing through air. I followed her nimble body with a paintbrush, hoping she'd crawl on like any normal bug. But she rose up in a royal snap and glared at me with a fierce sentience. In a dance of push and pull, I whisked her into the disposal and churned the blades to the pitch of our screams. And I found myself glad I am not so small, knowing all too often being self-aware, a sharp beauty with fire in your stomach and jewels in your crown is reason enough to wash you down the drain. 2. Praying mantises contain over 2,400 species. There isn't a wild meadow or scorched sand that isn't graced by a mantis. The earliest fossils are 135 million years old. She has three eyes and can turn her head 180 degrees. She has a set of discordial spines, usually four, maybe five. In ancient poetry, the mantis is fearless, courageous, her upright triangular body indented on Greek silver coins. For ancient travelers, the mantis was a northern star, able to show them the way home. Her cunning stealth and unannounced glory, a femme fatale of characters, enchantress. The pivot of her head, an uncanny lure, she was named vampire, witch, demon, unhinged and sensual, yet still reduced to a child's pet in the UK, Netherlands, and the US. 3. Some of you are still stuck on the fact that a praying mantis met my dish disposal, gripped by an odd echo of myth that killing praying mantises is bad luck, a rumor born of childhood dares that killing a mantis is illegal, but even more a slur on the sacred. And I wonder, what if we treated brown women as sacred? If we were as wrapped in their cunning, their supernatural? If there was some murmur of anarchy behind the violence on black and brown bodies? I wonder if we'd treat them with as much honor as we do a green conglomeration of pickup sticks. 4. What land isn't kissed by a brown woman? What fertile civilization wasn't built on the fossils of brown women? What brown mama doesn't have a third eye, a head turned 180 degrees? 
What brown woman, when the weight of the world breaks her back, doesn't have a set of discordial spines to make her upright again? What brown woman hasn't been made into token talisman to sell something, maple syrup, pancakes, herself? Hasn't been the flicker of warmth that men come home to? What brown woman hasn't been called primal enchantress, her cunning stealth and unannounced glory, a femme fatale of characters? Enchantress, the pivot of her head, an uncanny lure, penned vampire, witch, demon, unhinged and sensual. What brown woman holding a hundred and thirty-five million years in her womb, lauded as supernatural, hasn't been broken and reduced to pet, to base, to minimal on every continent? Five. I still have dreams about that praying mantis, knowing now that I am sometimes made to be just as small, knowing all too often being self-aware, a sharp beauty with fire in your stomach and jewels in your crown is reason enough to wash you down the drain. You've been listening to poems by Tori DiMartile on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey. <laughs>